Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that brings you news stories from the past week that may have slipped under your radar. And also we tell you why it's important and without all that clickbait clutter. I'm your host, Stephen Vargas. Uh, so I want to welcome you guys to uh, another episode of the Lazy Geeks, uh, episode 405. So really quickly, before we get into this, in ep- two weeks ago in episode 403, that was my first episode back, the, the hope that kills you. I made a mention that my solo show, The uh, Fine Line, was canceled. And uh, it is canceled, and the the RSS feed has been deleted and all that good stuff. Um, However, there are still some episodes available on YouTube. Um, There were a lot of issues with that show, um, stories, and just a lot of things seemed to come up that prevented me from, from doing that show. And so far, I've done two episodes of the Gen Xer podcast, which is similar, um, but instead of being more of like a historical thing and, and, and using audio clips and stuff like that, there is a little bit of history to it, but there's a little bit of context. And it's a little bit more of a, if you think this shit is new, it's not, you know, we, um, you know, I'll tell stories in the beginning and then bring out my point of view after that so it's really kind of a ted talk with context i guess you could say um because i don't know for some reason millennials and boomers and generation z's all hate uh the gen xers um i think a lot of it is because generation x sees that both sides or three sides all have about 50% bullshit and 50% accurate. And that while each side says, oh, well, in my day, it's like, going, no, it wasn't just in your day. It's This isn't new. This is issues that have been happening. And we're more inclined to kind of spread the blame to everyone versus just, you know, one party versus the next. 
yeah, I, I will come down on, on conservatives probably a little bit more because they have a lot that they've been coming down on. And as well as corporate Democrats and, and, and all of them and, and boomers and millennials and, and all that stuff. So, you know, it, it's a little more even handed as far as doling out the shit. But, um, yeah, I think uh, I think the Gen Xers, because of the time we grew up in, we kind of see through all the bullshit for the most part. Um, so the Gen Xer podcast is the first episode will debut this week on Wednesday, um, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Um, so the schedule right now is this show on Monday, the Gen Xer uh, podcast on two Wednesdays. And you can find that on iTunes and uh, Spotify and Google Podcasts and, and, and I think iHeartRadio and, and, and all of that and Amazon. So basically wherever you get this show, you should get that show. If you don't get it yet, if you haven't found it yet, um, don't worry. Give it a little more time because, you know, the RSS feed's still getting set up in some places. I don't know. Some places are just taking way too fucking long than they used to. Um, but uh, but Yeah. So when we in two weeks when the other shows return, the schedule will be like this. Mondays, the Lazy Geeks. Tuesdays, the Truly Pointless Podcast. Wednesdays, the Gen Xer Podcast. And Fridays, the Away Team. So that that's kind of where it is right now. So um, yeah, so go go ahead and check it out. Uh, the teaser the teaser trailer is already out. So go ahead, subscribe to that show, and um, and get ready for the new shows on Monday. All right, so I guess now it's time to get into some news stories that may have slipped under your radar this week. Loki director and executive producer Kate Herron, whose creative direction was instrumental in shaping the first season of Loki's Misadventures Across the Multiverse, has announced she will not be returning to the show's recently announced second season. Heron had only planned to helm the series through its initial six-episode season and had already has already moved on to another yet-to-be-announced project, she said in an interview with Deadline. I always plan to be, I always plan to be just on this, and to be honest, season two wasn't in the, that's something that just came out and I'm excited, Heron told Deadline. I'm really happy to watch it as a fan next season, but I think I'm proud of what we did here, and I've given it my all. So, um, people have been speculating online and, and kind of for whatever reason about her comment basically saying that second season wasn't in the and then shifts it to that's something that just came out and i'm excited i think you know some people are like you know was she even involved do they even want her back no i i really do think you're dealing with creatives that in in shows like this and, and particularly in shows like wandavision and and you know uh Loki and, and, and Winter Soldier, they don't do what they did in The Mandalorian. In The Mandalorian, you had, you know, eight different episodes, all with different directors, different styles, different stories. Here you have a, a, a creative person who is a, is a showrunner, as well as a director, who is ushering in six-episode arcs. And that's three two-hour movies. In more instances in Marvel, you have director like James Gunn. He's doing the trilogy for Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, John Favreau did two episodes of uh, or two movies for Iron Man. It's this kind of it. It's this rotating deal because you know you have a director that's like, okay, this is how we're gonna do it. I'm just doing season one because that's gonna take a lot of work out of you. 
And then eventually directors want to move on to to something else. So I think in this instance, most people are trying to speculate into something that really isn't even there. Um, I think she was just brought on to do season one, focus on that. And by the, you know, they're like, okay, well, we're going to do season two. Like, no, no, no. I'm just doing season one because you get caught up into this. Who knows when season two is going to come out, if it's going to come out in a year, if it's going to come out after, you know, because obviously it deals with um, uh, multiple, the multiverse. And then we have two new movies that are, or three new movies coming out with uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is going to the Quantum Mania, which is going to have Kang the Conqueror in it. So obviously it's probably spinning off from that. Then, of course, you have Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, all of which are going to deal with this. So, you know, this was where I think we're going to start seeing the X-Men people showing up. I think that's kind of how they're doing it because we really don't have mutants. All they had were enhanced individuals that were artificially enhanced like you know captain america was so i think in this issue this is where we're going to start seeing you know people breaking in and maybe even re-bringing back some people that you know may have have died already because you know in the multiverse it always happens so who knows um but i i really if you haven't watched loki definitely watch it it's really good um really happy with it and you know recently um tom hiddleston was asked, you know, how long, you know, if you could play Loki forever, would you? And he was just like, yeah, he would. He loves the character, which is great because Loki, particularly for an actor like Tom Hiddleston, Loki has so many different facets. In the comic books, he's like the um, the reverse Flash of the Marvel Universe. Anytime you run into Loki, it depends on who's, which Loki you're dealing with. There's multiverse Loki, so Loki can come back in any way, shape, or form, much like Eobor Thawne, you know, wherever you see him in there, it, things could have happened, things might not have happened. You thought he died, he may not have died. There's a lot going on. So I think for, for an actor particularly, it's cool to come back as a character playing something a little different. So I, I think that's that's really cool there. Um, so next, the longest freaking lawsuit in history finally comes to an end. <laughs> um Less than a month before The Walking Dead kicks off its 11th and final season, the long and bitter legal war between former showrunner Frank Darabont, CAA, and AMC is over. In the uh, dictionary definition of a strategic whimper, not a bang, the cabler just filed paperwork with the SEC declaring that they have paid out $200 million to the Shawshank uh, Redemption director and the Uber agency to end the dispute. The settlement provide agreement provides a cash payment of 200 million dollars the settlement payment to the plaintiffs and future revenue sharing related to certain further future streaming exhibitions of the walking dead and fear the walking dead says the uh understated filing so to kind of the the article on um on uh deadline goes into gets into the weeds about um you know what's going on and 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 how this this deal works out the big issue this uh this lawsuit has been going on since what um do they actually mention in here cuz i remember i saw it yesterday and they yeah it says it's been going on oh yeah it's been going on since about almost you know 10 years um, 
so basically what had happened was is that Frank Darabont has has um sue Frank Darabont and CAA which was uh Darabont's agency uh were fired just before the start of season two now there have been some inklings and some suggestions that the reason he was fired before that is because they wouldn't have to pay him um, uh, shares and and residuals and all this extra stuff. There has also been some ideas that the rights were then sold back to AMC for like, you know, for dirt cheap. So, you know, they can sit there and claim like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we made no money off of this kind of thing. Um, but, um, you know, and, and AMC is just, and this is, by the way, the, the cable or not the, the movie channel is notorious for this because, you know, uh, what the creator, Robert Kirkman, as well as, um, Gail Ann Hurd, who was a producer, executive producers of the shows, um, were suing them for claiming that they were cheated out of profits and stuff like that. Now, there is some inc- um, reasoning as to why they finally, you know, um, agreed to, to pay- settle this. Because The Walking Dead, the main show, which Frank Darabont and, and, and uh, um, you know, Robert Kirksman and all of them um, created, is ending this year. So it's ending with season 11. However, they also had Fear the Walking Dead, which I believe had some characters from The Walking Dead move over there. So Frank Darabont and all of them would get some credit for that because that's that was their properties. So if they pay them, settle it saying, okay, this is what you get. This is all you get. You're getting from these. When they do move into their new shows, which is supposed to feature, you know, other characters or other shows, the, the, the expand The Walking Dead universe they won't have to pay out on those. So there is a big reason as to why they're doing this, but, you know, good on Frank Dare, but finally getting some money out of this thing that was that clearly was, you know, bullshit on AMC's part. Because you started to notice, if you notice that after Frank Darabont was fired, after season one, before season two, most of the showrunners after that, for the first few years, were always one season. So it was almost a way of saying, well, if you come on board for longer than one season, you're going to get some money. So we don't want to do that. So, yeah. All right. So two California residents have been indicted for allegedly planning to firebomb the offices of California's Democratic governor in Sacramento after the 2020 election and also discussed bombing Facebook and Twitter federal court records show. The pair who were indicted on conspiracy charges as well as illegal possession of firearms and explosives were part of an anti-government militia with strong pro-Trump agendas called the Three Percenters. The conspirators' texts alluded to their plan, uh, planned actions that would send a message to tech companies like Facebook and Twitter days after they banned Trump from their platform. Texts recovered from the FBI indicated that two men believed President Trump won the 2020 election and wanted to go to war to keep him in office. The first man arrested, Ian Benjamin Rogers, had been caught in on January 15th, just days after allegedly texting with the other conspirator about plans for the bombing. The FBI found nearly 50 firearms, some illegal, and five pipe bombs in a search of Rogers' home and business after the arrest. The second conspirator, conspirator 
Jared Copeland was arrested on July 15th while allegedly planning to bomb Democratic business, um, buildings. The two men were allegedly had also allegedly discussed attacks against Facebook and Twitter headquarters, a motive that the FBI considered in the lawsuit against Rogers to be retaliation on the plat- to, for the platform banning Trump days earlier. We can attack Twitter and Democrats easy right now, burn their shit down, Rogers wrote, according to the FBI. The records also show that text, texts, I think, sack offices first target, which the FBI believes to be an allusion to California Governor Gavin Newsom's office, maybe Bird and Face's office. Bird and Face's offices, Bird and Face offices are fairly clearly stand-ins for Twitter and Facebook, as Twitter's logo is the bird, and both companies have recently banned Trump on their platform. Sad it's come to this, but I'm not gonna I'm not going down without a fight, Rogers allegedly text. These commies need to be told what's up. Fucking commies. Jesus. Uh, FBI chief uh, Christopher Ray issued a warning in early March that the domestic terrorism is a growing threat in the United States, as exemplified by the attack on the Capitol on January 6th. And in the wake of that attack, the FBI and other federal law enforcement agencies have prioritized prosecutions against domestic groups plotting violent attacks. Rogers and Copeland were indicted on July 7th and faces charges of conspiracy to destroy by fire or explosives in building um, explosive fire or explosive a building used in or affecting interstate commerce. Rogers also faces charges for the illegal possession of firearms and explosives and Copeland has been charged with destroying evidence. Firebombing your perceived political opponents is illegal and does not nurture the sort of open and vigorous debate that created and supports our constitutional democracy, the U.S. attorney Stephanie Hines said, according to CBS's Bay Area affiliate in this understatement of the year. All right, so this one I thought was interesting because if you use torrent sites, you'll notice that you know, uh, Spotify playlist as well as Apple Music stuff is usually on there when you're looking for, you know, certain music. Spotify users, maybe not so much anymore. Or maybe, maybe, but you just kind of have to, you know, change it up a little bit. So streaming services like Spotify have revolutionized music consumption online by offering access to massive libraries at a reasonable price. Um, premium subscribers are also able to save music locally to their own devices, but these tracks are only playable within Spotify itself, meaning that those hoping to amass a private collection of music playable on any device are left disappointed. Now, in an effort to fill this gap, numerous software tools have appeared over the over the years claiming to help users download and keep tracks from Spotify in an MP3 format. While this is technically possible, users of one specific piece of software have discovered that Spotify is able to detect their license infringing behavior and put a stop to it. Audio's Music is a software tool that gives users the ability to stream and save content from a wide range of services like Spotify, Amazon Music, Deezer, Tidal, and SoundCloud. It archives this by capturing audio streams, trimming them down to individual tracks, and saving them locally as MP3s. According to the service, this can be achieved at breakneck speed. Indeed, Audio's cl- Music claims to download content from Spotify at 30 times the standard pace, sometimes 
or something that allows users to quickly amass a large libraries of audio material in a convenient and permanent format. Unfortunately, users of Audio's music are discovering that Spotify knows what's going on. A few weeks ago, Audio Musics began posting to the Commons official forum, noting that they had received an email from Spotify stating that since abuse has been observed on their accounts, they have been blocked. Spotify has determined that your account was involved in improper use of the Spotify service that violates terms of service or terms of use, potentially uh, including potentially improper downloads. The company email reads as per a statement from the audio team. The problem, it appears, is that Spotify holds data when, uh, um, on when and how its users access audio content as, as a re- and as a result was able to determine that trigger users triggered faster stream streaming with downloads than usually is allowed. Audio explains as follows. Spotify apparently stores detailed data about which user in the long term. In particular, it saves when you have heard which um, which piece of music. Basically, this data should look identical when you're only playing or recording, the company writes. But audio has a high-speed function. This quasi makes time pass faster, so the Spotify player music um, plays music faster, and so the recording ex- um, succeeds faster. However, this means that the data stored on Spotify could say, for example, that you listen to music with play- the playing time of 50 minutes within five minutes. So we strongly suspect that this is the criterion used by Spotify to, u- um, to select users for temporary bans. So far, we have only received reports from users who actually use the high-speed option and were blocked, the company says. So, yeah, I mean, you're downloading the software to the computer. Obviously, they're going to track you. They're obviously going to track what you're listening to because, I mean, you know, you have those things, you have those features on there like listen again or you listen to this a little bunch of times or, you know, the replay factor. I think YouTube has that. Um, it's going it, to, it, I mean... Yeah, I mean, somebody probably just caught on and realized, you know, like, hey, we should do this, you know. But here's the thing is that some people are asking, you know, well, audio is audio recording streams illegal. Well, audio says as long as the user does not circumvent the DRM that protects tracks, the recording of the stream is clearly legal under the U.S. law, but cautions that users um, sharing those tracks is illegal. However, Spotify's terms uh, and conditions expressly forbid such activity. Spotify reflects into, uh, respects intellectual property rights and expects you to do the same. We've established a few ground rules for you to follow when using the service to make sure Spotify stays enjoyable for everyone. You must follow the rules and encourage others to do the same, its user agree- agreement reads. Copying, redistributing, reproducing, ripping, recording, transferring, performing, or displaying uh, um, to the public broadcast or making available to the public any part of the Spotify service or its um, content is expressly forbidden. So, but audio audios is saying that, yeah, well, they're detecting it doing the high speed and they haven't had detection from doing regular. So obviously the takeaway is, well, if you skip doing the high speed and just do the, the, the normal stream, you should be okay, but they kind of know. So do that with what you will. And I, I take it at your own risk is basically what I'm saying.
Right. <laughs> uh, all right. So that is it for the news. So uh, our main topic today is going to be the mask mandate returns in California. So starting as of this recording, uh, June 17th, I believe it's June 17th, midnight, June 17th, the mask mandate that requires people to wear masks indoor, outdoors, regardless of vaccination status, goes back into effect. Meaning at this point, you know, companies were telling people if you work particularly working like, you know, in customer service, most of the people behind the counters had to wear masks. Uh, Customers did not. Uh, weren't required. They went on the honor system, which we all know how the honor system works in Cal- in the United States. If you don't, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But we're not going to ask you and sh- and require you to to show proof that you are. So basically, anyone that you look at and you go, uh, he looks, he's got a Trump sticker and he's not wearing a mask. That dude's not vaccinated. Um, I did it on occasion. Sometimes I did. Sometimes I didn't. But most of the times I did because I don't trust other people. I don't know. Maybe that's just the the pragmatic person that I am. I just don't trust other people, Um, which is probably why my relationships always ended up hurting so bad. (laughs) Um, And this is all due to the Delta variant. Um, Now, people are going to sit there. You're going to hear these these right wingers that say like, oh, yeah, because we were getting a control on and they need the Democrats need to hold on to control. So they're they created the Delta variant. That's not how viruses work. Viruses don't work on political party viruses work as a mutation they constantly mutate um you may have heard some you know viruses that you know that people had f- thought they found a cure and then it mutated to render the cure ineffective uh now they're talking about booster shots for pfizer and, and probably for other ones and some places like well let's let's wait on that because if you're doing a booster, if you're saying, well, you'll need a third boost, you'll need a third shot, then people aren't going to get the first two because they see it doesn't work. You know, um, my big problem with this mask mandate and the, this, this whole thing is that people just don't give a fuck. And that's the big problem is the United States. And I, I speak about the United States because I am from the United States. I've seen stuff like this in in the UK and Germany and France and stuff like that. But the problem we have is we're so self-centered. We're so involved with only ourselves. Well, I'm not going to get the the virus, so I don't need to get the vaccine. The problem is, is yeah, you may not, you may get the virus, but you may not know it. You may be what's called asymptomatic. That means you can spread it to everyone else. But then again, we also had that issue with the, with you know, uh, with the AIDS outbreak of people using safe sex, using protection, you still had people with that, you know, was still, you know, raw dog it. And, you know, then when they get AIDS, like, oh, I didn't know. It's like, yes, you did. And, and I'm getting really tired of hearing the media apologizing for these people. Like, well, you know, there's still some people that, that, you know, work every day and can't get a day off to go and get the shot the next day. It's like, bullshit that's such utter bullshit we're in the middle of july or actually the the lower end of july the virus the vaccine has been available since what december or january it's been almost it's been over seven months now it's like at this point you're not getting it 
You know, this, this apologist kind of attitude that we have that science is dumb because I don't understand it. So there, ergo, it's, it's not true. It's just, it's just dumb. We've had this, we've had this, we've had science for ever. And I used to get in, 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 um, in, uh, uh, what do you call devil's advocate arguments with Adam because Adam would talk about science and science as being this. And I'm like, yeah, but science can be wrong. So science isn't wrong. And I'm like, yeah, it is because they'll say like, Oh, well we just discovered this meaning that what we thought before was inaccurate. So now, you know, we have this is like, well, it's like, yeah, so science is, is not a hundred percent. And my, my point is, was that nothing is a hundred percent because we have to learn and study it. So just because you don't believe it or you don't understand it, ergo means it's not true. So, I mean, we still have flat earth shit going on, hollow earth, hollow moon. We still have all of these things, you know, because white people don't want to do what they're supposed to. I mean, the people that call themselves the patriots of this country aren't even doing what the country is asking them to do. Why? Oh, well, my president didn't ask me to motherfucker your president already took the vaccine he took it in january and so did the vice president and so did all his cronies but you're the idiots that sit there and believe everything that he says even though he did say he did take it but it wasn't quite widely reported in the conservative media or in the main in the in the mainstream media so this concept of like well you know people don't have you know have jobs that they you know that this one guy that um, I saw the news where this one guy finally got the shot and he says, well, I own my own business. So I work, you know, seven days a week, you know, every day, you know, I work seven days a week. So it's hard for me to get, it's like, motherfucker, you own your own job. You're telling me that you can't go get the shot, go back to work and then maybe take an extra day or, oh, the arm, for me, the arm hurt on the second shot, but I took some leave and it was gone. Like later that day, it was done. And I was like, oh, okay, that's it. Adam, same deal. He got a little sore, but he never got sick. And he took the Moderna. I took the Pfizer. So, you know, it, it's this this concept and people like, well, you know, people can't go to get vaccinated because of their jobs. And it's like, no, we all have days off. We all know when our days off are. You know, we at least know them in advance. And particularly now, you don't have to go to the doctor and make an appointment and then say like, oh, well, I need the day after. You can go into a Walgreens, into a CVS, into anywhere that has a pharmacy, into your local Ralph's and walk in and get the shot. I think Target had some too. I think they were, I think some were doing just straight walk-ins, just walk right the fuck in, get your shot and then leave. Because more often than not, okay, well, I have um, my day off tomorrow. So I'll go today and get the shot because nine times out of 10, you're not going to feel it until tomorrow, the next day. So you go the next day and go like, oh, okay, it's not so bad. Oh, I feel a little, uh, oh, next day I'm fine. Go back to work. And it's like, yeah, there are a lot of jobs that don't have two days off in a row, particularly they work retail. You usually very seldom get two days off in a row. You'll break them up. But, you know, we all know when those days are. So it's like you can't, these people that sit there and say like, oh, these people don't have time. It's like, everybody has time. They have time to go to the movies. They have time to go ahead and take a weekend road trip. They the, spend the day over at a, at an amusement park or wherever they go when they want to unwind. They have a half hour to go in, 
do your paperwork, get the shot, walk out, and then you have the next day where if you need to, you're fine. It's like, come on. It's just, stop it. This is ridiculous. Um, So... My, the, the big issue that we're coming through with this mask mandate is because we still have so many people that don't want to get vaccinated that figured, oh, well, that's over. I don't need the vaccine. And now you have the Delta variant, which is fast, more contagious and a little more aggressive. And then you see that 99 percent of everyone who has been hospitalized, who has passed away from the variant are unvaccinated. Now, you know. People are starting to, oh, well, Gabriel Iglesias was vaccinated and, and he got COVID. So did some of the players on the fucking Yankees. The thing is, is that it wasn't designed to be a cure-all. I said this last week. It's not designed to be a cure-all. It's designed like the fucking flu shot. You go, you get it. You may feel a little symptomatic about it, or maybe not. You may not even know you have it. But then that's where you're asymptomatic, where you pass it off to someone else. It's like it, it, it follows the rules of everything we've known about the cold, the flu, everything. Somebody has the flu at work. You may not. You may feel fine. You go home. You give it to whoever you're living with. They get the flu and you didn't. It's like, how did you get? How did I get it? And you didn't. You were asymptomatic. That's how it works. I had the flu shot. So I get a little, say, a little stuffy, a little in a couple of days it passes. And then somebody who didn't get the flu shot gets, um, gets wasted. And that's just how it works, people. This isn't a cure-all. A vaccine is not a cure. A vaccine is to protect you against the worst elements of what of said disease. So if you're one of those people that goes like, well, I didn't take the vaccine because I wanted to see how it plays out. It's been seven months. In the very early days of the Johnson & Johnson, we had this small segment of women that were suffering from it. And they paused the whole thing. Certain small segments of the population may have an adverse effect to it, but a majority of people will not. And that's the main takeaway. The only way we're going to get past this and we can get past masks is if everybody gets off of their own thumb, meaning everybody sitting has their thumb up their own ass. Once you get off your thumb and do something that Nine times out of ten, you won't even realize you had it. Maybe your arm is a little sore. Maybe you feel a little a little woozy the next day. After that, you're fine. I know somebody that, that was that got the shot and then the next day felt shitty. Or felt kind of shitty. And their arm hurted. And then they took the day to rest. And then by the next day they were fine. That's what it's supposed to do. And that's what people need to do. People need to stop being stupid and stop being so fucking selfish and go, look, I want my kids to go back to school. I want to go back to work without a mask. Well, there's only one thing you can do about that is get a fucking shot and stop being a little bitch. All right. So lastly, our douchebag of the week. Um, as of Saturday doing this recording, this story came out like about an hour ago um, or two hours ago at this point. So less than 10 hours before Matt, Representative Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene were scheduled to hold an America First rally in Anaheim, the city announced that the planned venue had canceled the event. We as a city share our public safety concerns with the operator and the operator shares their um, the concerns. Anaheim spokesman. Mike Lester 
said Saturday morning. This is the third time Gates and Green's planned rally Saturday night has been canceled, with protesters and city leaders speaking out against the allowing the controversial Congress members to host an event in Southern California. We respect free speech and are capable of holding events, Lester said, but it's the lack of advance notice for the event that would attract attention at the level this one would have um, level this one would that has raised issues for our city. Also, he continued, we have concerns about the nature of the event, and it does not reflect the city of Anaheim and the values we share. Flyers started circulating last week about an America First rally in Pacific Hills Banquet and Event Center in Laguna Hills on Saturday, March, July 17th. But the center's general manager, Javad Meravusi, said as soon as they found out who the speakers at the event would be, they canceled it, hoping to steer clear of the controversy surrounding Gates and Green. After searching for a week for a new venue in Orange County, Green, uh, Green's team announced Thursday that they were moving to a rally to Riverside. They refused to disclose the location, citing security concerns. But Ted Weigel's, uh, we- Wegeland, CEO of the company that runs the downtown Riverside Convention Center, told the Southern California News Group that his venue was expecting to host the event. Multiple organizations announced plans to protest the rally, including the Women's March Action and the League of Women Voters Riverside, and some Riverside uh, city leaders raised concerns, calling it an emergency meeting to discuss the issue. The hateful and racist rhetoric that will be perpetuated at this event by the two well-known extremists has absolutely no place in our city. Riverside City Councilman member Rodello Fierro said in an email statement late Thursday, late Friday, the city officials reported that they were notified by operators that the convention center of the rally wouldn't take place in Riverside. Shortly after 10 p.m., organizers announced the event was slated to be held in Anaheim at the M3 Live Anaheim Event Center on Harvard Boulevard. You can't cancel us. You can't stop us. We're going to save America, Green said in a tweet, tweeted video. Protesters started organizing and attended the Anaheim event and and flooding the venue with negative Yelp reviews, calls, and emails. Anaheim already is accommodating an Angels game, a conservative forum at a local church, and a labor rally outside Disneyland on Saturday. By 10 a.m. Saturday, the city said the operator had pulled out. Gates, who represents a Florida House district, and Green, who represents one Georgia district, are known for their staunch support of former President Trump, their rejection of COVID-19 safety measures, and their false belief that the 2020 election was stolen. Greedis is also known as a conspiracy theorist who has written a pro-QAnon articles and reportedly said 9-11 was a government plot and that the California wildfires were work of a space solar generator controlled by Jews, by a Jewish banking family, among others. So, yeah. It seems that, uh, let me go further down here. Um, Tickets were to be free to reserve for general admission, but those who registered received an email asking if they wanted to upgrade to VIP status for $250 a person, which would include the chance to take a photo with Gates and Green plus preferred seating. All proceeds were to go to Put America First Joint Fundraising Committee formed in Georgia in late April to support Gates and Green's re-election campaigns. So my issue is this. Your Florida and Georgia representatives, the fuck you doing in California raising money for 
campaign donations over there. I don't get that. You don't belong here. You don't belong in California. Particularly, you're just capitalizing. And they're grifters. They're grifters. They come in there, we're going to talk. We're saving America, so we're talking about saving America. But all the money you're going is going to help keep us in office. That's all it's going to do. Um, God, these... It's, it's actually really funny because the more and more this shit starts getting waves, you know, people, obviously the right's going to sit there and go, it's free speech, you know, it's free speech. They have the right. You know what? Say that to, you know, venues that banned, you know, NWA from performing, Guns N' Roses from performing because of quote unquote safety concerns or the message that they give out, you know, they were done by conservatives, you know. Oh, well, they don't do the Christian values, you know. Oh, we don't want the, the Dixie Chicks performing in our city because they insulted the president. Okay, where well, was their First Amendment rights then? It wasn't. It wasn't a matter. So this America First rally is not actually America First rally. It's regurgitating the Trump QAnon bullshit, but the proceeds are going to help us get reelected. It's a grift. That's all it is. And... So good on Anaheim for actually finally saying, yeah, no, three strikes this week, you're out. You know, we're not doing it. We're not going to host it. You know, people are going to be pissed and we don't want to deal with that. And, you know, the douchebags are this America first rally people. So, yeah. Uh, It's nice to see something good coming out of Orange County from time to time. All right. So thanks for tuning in. We want to ditch the ads and be independent, and we can only do that with your support. If you would like to donate to make this podcast and all the other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network self-sustaining, you can go to thelazygeeks.com and click on the donate button. And if you can't help us out monetarily, you can share the show with your buddies and rate the show on iTunes. This will give us bigger exposure. All of this helps. Trust me. Uh, you can check out all the other shows on the uh, available on the Lazy Geeks Network. There's the Truly Pointless Podcast and our Star Trek-centered podcast, The Away Team, and coming this week the premiere episode of the gen xer podcast uh that'll be out on wednesday and all these are available wherever you get this show now if you want to be part of the show you can hit us up in the comments questions or give us some ideas for future shows uh catch us on social media facebook twitter and instagram all under at the lazy geeks or email us the geeks at the so that is it for us this week so until next time i'm steven vargas and we're thinking so you don't have to 